Welcome to the Big Avoda World, broadcasting live from Camp Avoda. My name is Brennan Agonik. I'm going to explain for a minute why it's called the Big Avoda World. I'm here with uh, two, four, six, eight, ten different campers. And uh, raise your hand if you know what it, when people say, oh, it's a small world. So tell us, Ben African, tell us why it's called, what happened when somebody says, oh, it's a small world, what does that mean? It means that the whole world's connected, and basically, no matter where you are, you can always get to somewhere else in the world. So people think the world's small, and really, it's actually huge. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a confusing notion. So we kind of flipped it on its head, right? Because it, oh, people say, oh, it's a small world. I think it's actually, everywhere I go, I seem to bump into people from Avoda. If I go to Israel, if I go to, to Montana, if I go anywhere, it seems like I bump into people from Avoda. And so I thought, like, okay, it's a small world, but it's a big Avoda world because everywhere you go, there's always somebody from Avoda, which is really cool. So we named this podcast The Big Avoda World, and uh, we've recorded maybe uh, 10, 12, 14 episodes, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's a fun little project. And people seem to be enjoying it today. So what we're going to do is we're going to switch gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about Desert War. So can you give the mic to Avi Schechner for a minute? Avi is going to tell us what it means. Avi, what is, can you describe what, the de- what is Desert War? People might not know what it is. So Desert War is just like Flag Rush, which is basically capture the flag. And so it's, a, it's across the whole camp, and there's like a line between the, the line between like the both sides. And then there's, so there's a couple different flags. There's the, fl- the field flag, which is like in the field, like before the bunks. And then there's the beach flag, which is like down on the beach by the lake. And then there's other flags like on the other side. There's the seesaw flag, which is, which is by the seesaws. There's a PGD, which is by PGD's path where we do the path walks. And then there's the Desi flag, which is in front of the infirmary. Nice. Yeah, so that's well said. So it's basically, it's a capture the flag. At camp, we call it a capture the flag flag rush. But Desert War is a one-day capture the flag flag rush that's all over camp. And uh, as Avi described where the flags were. Yep, so you, you, it used to be four hours. Does anybody remember how many periods we were supposed to have this year? Not, not more than four. We were supposed to have how many, though? Oh, yeah, sorry. My math was off. We were supposed to have six. Thank you, Avi, for holding up your fingers. But we only had five. And then give the mic back to Avi for a minute. Avi, do you remember why we only had five? Because Cy Greenblatt, a camper here, fell like on his arm and broke his arm. So we had to take a little time off to Yep, yep. So that was an unfortunate. It was just kind of a fluky thing. He he went to get into. The, so once, you, once you're in the flag circle, you're safe. So so he Cy was maybe surrounded by two guys. And he went down low. And he reached his hand out to get into the flag just to get a finger in and then two people fell on his arm and they broke his arm so we had to stop the action i think that was the only injury of the day which was great and we try oh no what else happened tristan i think jordan haas yeah so yeah i saw that do you remember what happened i think it was his eye or what yeah, he just, he just got a bad bruise, so that was just kind of a weird, fluky thing, too. Literally, three kids kind of converged. He got a bad bruise on his leg, and he was out for maybe an hour or so. But I, Two periods, but he ended up coming back. So, yeah, so it was a great day. Does anybody remember? If it, Can you give the mic? Oh, Ariel, you weren't here. Who else was here? Ethan, tell us, how. what was the temperature that day? You remember? It was really hot. I forget the exact temperature, but I remember being really hot. 95 degrees, people just told me. We had, like, I think we had water breaks, and, like, our aides would just come and give us water, like, when we needed it. And it's, like, Desert War is really fun, one of the best activities, because it's, it's, like, we all communicate good, and it's, like, I love sports, so it's, it's a lot of sports. Awesome, yeah. It's it's the big it's the, for the for the second month. The big event is Color War, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Desert War. It's the first is the first month big event, and so people really get into it. And and Sam, were you here for it? So so when you did you win? 
Okay, what does the winning team get to do? They get to jump in the lake. And on a 95-degree day, that's a pretty awesome thing. Dylan, were you here for Desert War? Dylan Agulnik, so B-neck's brother, D-neck. Come on over here, D-neck. Do you like that nickname? I guess. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to. It's good. I think it's pretty cool, so I like that. I hope it'll stick. Do you remember the Desert War team names? The White Raiders vs. the Blue Swarm. So the White Raiders against the Blue Swarm, and then and who won? White Raiders. White Raiders. What's interesting about that is I was color war general for two years a long time ago, 1989 and 1990, and one of my teams was the White Raiders, and we lost to the Blue Storm. And 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 this year for Desert War, they said, Ken, we're gonna we're gonna get you in the win column. So it was interesting. The White Raiders ended up winning. Yes, Jake. Another thing about Desert War and Color War is around the mess hall where we eat. They have like. Every single year, like, they have all the names of everybody on the teams and what they did in the mess hall. And, like, it just shows, like, how long they've been doing it. They're basically called honor rolls. And, as Jake said, it shows everyone's name from that year. And then it shows all the staff and also who won color war that year. And then also there's kosher cabins, which you get a cleaning score every day. Yeah, exactly. So before we get to that, so what's interesting about the honor rolls is we talk about the color war statistics, but Desert War, surprisingly, is not on the honor rolls. I'm not sure why that is, but that's always been a tradition. Maybe maybe we'll add it this year. Kosher cabins, though. Eli Gordon, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about kosher cabin. Well, the cleanest cabin usually gets, whoever gets the most points up on cleanup every day throughout the whole sam- summer gets an award, like a plaque with their names on it, and it's designed by the arts and crafts teacher. And, and, and what are the themes? What do the plaques look like? Something to do with cleaning most of the time. Cleaning stuff. And how's your bunk? Do you guys clean? I think we're going to win Coach Cabin this year, bunk nine. Are you serious? You're in the running? The last time Max Kleiman said the standings, we were first. Oh. Congratulations. I hope that happens. Yeah, I actually, my bunk won it in 1981. We were in bunk eight, and you will not see it on the wall because it actually fell and broke. I'm sure I've told the story on a podcast before, but I can picture it. It had like little clay, like squiggle lines and, and writing, and we were there. So we did win it one year, not because we were clean, but because our counselor was very clean, and he ended up sweeping the floor. It was Mike Rutstein was a very clean guy. So, But yes, yes, Jake. Another thing about bunk cleanup is like... Everybody has a different job, so like, so one person will be the sweeper, which means they sweep up like all the dirt from your shoes on the floors and like lines and grounds, which is like all the stuff outside. And another thing is like, it's not just everybody doing the same thing or like arguing. It's just like everybody just like cleaning up a little bit just to make the bunk a little bit neater because if it's too messy, it's not that good. Yeah, it's, it's also hard to live in when it's really gross, right? I personally like to keep my, my cabin clean. I like to keep keep camp clean, and it's hard. We just had our, our, our Shabbat you know, meal in the grove. No, the meal in the grove. And afterwards, you know, half the kids get up and they leave their trash on the tables. So I asked bunk three and four. Anyone here from three and four? So you guys had to clean up the grove. We always rotate and we have different people help. But if everybody threw out their stuff, we wouldn't need to do that. But that doesn't always happen, which is, you know, part of the part of the thing. Can you give the mic to Ariel for a minute? Ariel, what do you have to say about that? I want to say that sometimes it's pretty hard, but sometimes everybody works and it's easier. Say it again. What about the CITs? It's not about the CITs. Sometimes it's hard because only one person works. 
sometimes three people work, it's a bit easier, but sometimes everybody works because they want to get a high score, and yeah. it's much easier. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you know what's you know in my in all my years as director, what's really interesting is is that sometimes there are arguments between kids, and I think the number one reason for arguments is because somebody says, "Oh, he does. He's not doing his job as a sweeper, or he didn't pick up trash, or he didn't help us clean up the grove." Right. So everybody at camp has to do a job, right? Everyone has to help out, or it, or it doesn't work, right? Because at the end of the day, this this is your home, guys, right? So we have a couple of hands up. We'll go uh, Jake, and then I'll- another thing is that. Here at Avoda, we, we're a team, so, like, if something's wrong, we're going to help them, or if they're hurt, we're going to pick them up, and we're, like, a family, and we're a team. We all work together. And, and, that's, and that's a good point. So families sometimes have arguments. Do you guys have arguments sometimes? I remember I got angry at you, Jake. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was fun, wasn't it? No. no. Not fun, not fun. And the number one thing that makes me mad is when kids aren't being nice to one another. And there was a, just a disagreement between Jake and another camper, and we sorted it out. And that's one of the cool things about Avoda and camp is that you actually, instead of learning in a classroom about facts and math and science, is you get to learn how to be nice to other people and how to resolve arguments. And I think that's what, those are very important skills to have. So, Avi, what were you going to say? So Sorry to change the subject. Yeah, but please. Sometimes we do a dire deep clean when, like, the bunk, when the camp is like the whole camp is really dirty and it's where we like in the bunk we clean like the rafters and the lockers and all that stuff and it's much harder to get points yeah and that's so much fun right the dire deep clean i mean it's kind of fun but it's it it takes a long time and who is dire what is a dire deep clean leon dire the cit director or whatever he's Uh, our assistant director our cit director director. yeah and sometimes he's got higher cleaning standards than most people so we today wasn't wasn't quite a dire deep clean but we did a deeper clean because some of the bunks were gross but now we're in better shape which is nice oh i was just gonna see if you wanted to so i'm gonna give one mic to gary so let me just wrap up the desert war discussion because i wanted to we got way off track which is a lot of fun but i want to finish talking about desert war because it was a pretty awesome event gary hold on to that that mic right there. Were you here for Desert War this year, Gary? I was not, unfortunately. So uh, I'm, let me just tell a real quick story. You guys chime in if I'm forgetting anything. So it was uh, it was close. The first quarter, white white attacked and they didn't score, and they attacked again and they didn't score. And then this, and then we had the broken bone that we talked about. And then all of a sudden, it's the third period. It was still scoreless. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I think blue scored two, white scored. Oh, it was white that scored. No, blue. My bad. Blue scored first, right? So they were winning. They had two field flags. Then they cruised into the fourth quarter. Then the final quarter, and it seemed like that was the way it was going to end. But Sam, Sam, tell us what happened from there. And then, like, most of the, a ton of the white team rushed. And it was really hard to defend for the blue team. So they scored a lot of flags. And, well, Jacob... Jacob Demio, he's in bunk 14, scored one. For which, John, for which team? The white team. Jacob the, Demio? I thought Jacob then, was blue, wasn't he? He was white. He, Sorry, my bad. Yeah. And then Johnny Peters, a camper, he scored a flag. So then who was winning he, at that point? The white Raiders. The white Raiders were winning. Were winning. Be, yeah. And then someone named Zach Musheyev scored. Yeah. He scored, yeah. He that scored was the final the, one. Yeah. yeah, and that ended it off. So it looked like Blue was going to win right up until the end, right? And then all of a yeah. sudden, White kind of stole it, and White, the White Raiders ended up marching down the dock, jumping in the lake, and uh, it was a pretty exciting day, pretty exciting finish. That's why you never give up until the very end, right? Yes, Jake? Also, not 
about Desert War, but in Flag Rush about earlier, instead of, like, so basically you have socks on your sides as, like, flags, kind of, and you got to pull them until they have to go back. And, like, another way you can get them out is by wrapping them up around their waist, which is, I like that because it's better than tackling because it has more risk of injury if you tackle. That's right. But wrapping them up is a little bit more safe, and once you, like, get them wrapped up, like, they know to go back, and you kind of just let go, and everything works out, and you don't have to, like, tackle them and put on the ground. And, and the socks on your side. So anyone who's ever played flag football, instead of having flags, we use socks. It's the same thing. Like you said, if you pull it out, you're, you're out. Hang on a minute. Dylan Agolnik has something to say. I was on the White Raiders, and after they had scored two points, when we were going back to the lodge, we could hear them cheering in the rec hall. So it made us work harder to score at the end. That's, that's awesome color commentary. And then what did your team tell you? Remember what your coaches said before that final period? Don't give up. We can still win this. And did you believe them? Kind of. Kind of, right. It's hard, it was hard to believe. I know it's a, it's a great answer because it certainly looked like you guys were getting shut out right the whole day, and then uh, to come out of nowhere like that was truly exciting. So, yes, Ben? Also, refs at Flag Rush, and I'm guessing at the Zero War, they always follow the flags, and they follow the person who has the flags. So, just in case they get pulled, like a socket splitter, they get wrapped up so they don't lie. They get out and everything's settled without any big fights or arguments. So I was actually really mad at the end, but then our because because which team were you? You were on blue. I was on the Raiders. Oh, you were you won. No, like yeah, no, but like I in the beginning I was mad that we were losing, but then our like our captain was like. A good, he was being a good captain and like saying that we could still win this. Who is it? Who is the captain? Gabby Goldberg, and Jacob Demio too. That's good. And so they they kept you believing and feeling good about yourselves. And then I played. So there was a couple bunk tours that played offense. I was one of them, and we yeah we were like exciting. So like instead of the fourteeners getting out, we would get out. So you what? You would lead the way. You would run over. You would you would run over to the other side. They would they would say, "Hey, go get Ethan." But the, really, you didn't care because it was you were making the a, a, a path for the other kids. Very cool technique. Yes, Dylan, and then uh, Sam. The plan when we were rushing was for us to write or to run straight into their best defenders. Did it work? Yes. Nice. All right, that's great. So yeah, so that's that's the wrap up for Desert it, it was a crazy event this year. It seems like it always is. Oh, the other cool thing about Desert this year was they added a second field flag. Usually, there's only one flag on the field. This year, they added a second one. And I thought, what did you think, Avi? Was that? Did you think that was exciting? Yeah, I did think it was exciting because like it made more people try to get like flags closer, so it made the defense work like more. And do you think that we should do that in the? Because this year we only did it for two out of the five periods. I think next year we should do it for more than two periods. Yeah, no, that was good. A good, a good, a good twist on uh, a time-proven uh, uh, event. So that was that was very cool. Thank you all for being on the podcast. On three, we're going to say signing off from the shores of Tispequin. Okay, one. Two, three. Signing off from the shores of Tispequin. This is the Big Avoda world from Camp Avoda. Yep, bitch. Goodbye.